get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKinnis slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 165, <laughs> all-time, Episode 32 of uh, Season 7 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the, uh, the first, the original, and dare I say the best, fan-created St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're live on Wednesday, January 24th, 2019. This is, uh, what I say, 165 all time, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing this way too long. I know. 165. 165 quality episodes. Uh, I'm your give host. Give or take. Uh, give or take. Give or give or take. Uh, I'm your host, Kurt Price. Uh, Bill Day is with me in studio this evening. Jeff Ponder is on assignment and will not be joining us this evening. <laughs> to interact with us or the show on social media, follow us on Twitter. Uh, at LGB Radio, uh, my handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at J Ponder ninety four. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and the website is Let's Go Blues uh, If we have a few minutes, uh, we're gonna open the show up for listeners later, so stay tuned for that. If we do it, um, announcements. Please uh, check out the Let's Go Blues shop and consider buying a reasonably priced shirt, mug, or sticker. All proceeds do go back into the show. Um, and we do have the uh, Chris Pronger Retire 44 shirt. And it's contest time. We announced a contest. Our first contest. Mm. Our, our, our first, first contest giveaway. outside of uh, the trivia giveaway, uh, laser engraved. Right, right. Uh, outside, of, outside of those, uh, the, the con- the outside of the uh, trivia contest we did uh, last season. And two seasons. Two, two, three seasons. Yeah, we did. That was, that was fun. We no longer have we don't do that though. But now we're giving away uh, a Tarasenko Funko Pop figure, which for those watching on the YouTube show, I can hold it up. It's kind of far from the camera, but there it is. You all know what it looks like. Tarasenko Pop figure, uh, and then we're giving also giving away a from our shop the Retire Forty Four shirt, the Chris Pronger shirt. So and what, we're doing that on this show. Is that is we're, that right or when no? We're gonna, well, I'm gonna we're gonna announce the winner on Saturday during the All Star game. But to okay. to enter to uh, enter uh, the contest, you uh, just go to our Twitter account at LGB Radio, and uh, we we send a tweet out with the instructions how to do that. And uh, you, what you need to like that tweet, retweet it, and then follow the show. Once you do those three things. Then you'll be entered, and we will pick a random winner uh, at some point during the All-Star game on Saturday. We'll announce it, and then we'll contact the uh, the winner to get a shirt size. Uh, Jeff Ponder says in the YouTube chat, My goodness, just stumbled upon this show. It's phenomenal. 
You should be working. Get back to work. Yeah, I'm calling your boss. <laughs> uh, is Salvador on Twitter? Maybe he is. Mm. The official beer, actually, just one. Right. Bill, official beer. The official beer. You're deferring to me tonight. I'm deferring to you because I have. Uh, uh, I'll get my non-beer out of the way though. Mine's a mine's a cranberry juice, vodka, cranberry. ocean spray. No, no vodka. Hold the hold the vodka. <laughs> right. Uh, it's the Shirley Temple of vodka cranberries. Um, it is the ocean spray, cranberry juice, 100, percent because I am on uh, cough medicine, so I will not be drinking beer this evening. Bill, what do you got? I got. Oscar Blues Barrel Aged Tenfitty Imperial Stout. Uh, never had Tenfitty. Tenfitty is a very, very good Imperial Stout on its own. I mean, it pours like motor oil, and I love, <laughs> I, I love an Imperial Stout that pours like motor oil. Um, very, very tasty. But barrel age it and put it in a stovepipe. It's beautiful. This is very good. Um, I'm still working on my tweet, but basically I figured halfway point of the season, it, it's a good time to get something out of the seller collection. I've had this for about a year um, and I got a, a newer version of it that I can sit on now at home and have that later. Uh, plus Oscar blues. Ah, right. And, and we can celebrate the blues as Oscar. How did, I, how did I not like put that together right away? Yeah, I know. So spelled the same way even. Yeah. So, Very cool. Yeah, Oscar even more Sunquist, The surprise of the season. I like it when the beer has the legs down the side of the glass. There, it's got the yeah, the, the lacy, the, 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 the lacy, the lacy foam. foam yeah, yeah. It's it's this is very good. <clears throat> I <clears throat> I should have kept in mind that this is kind of an abbreviated show because it's pretty heavy. <laughs> you maybe you may have to finish it on the way home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Troy Police won't mind. No, they no, it's. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, one of the best follows on uh, in Blues Twitter you could possibly follow. Uh, 1987, January 24th, 1987, with one punch, Todd the Animal Ewan did what most couldn't do. He knocked knocked down, pertinier knocked out Bob Probert. Uh, this was uh, the first of their two fights the night of January 24th, 1987. 173 minutes combined in penalties between the St. Louis Blues and Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the Blues had seven majors. The Wings had nine. And there's a he has a nice video of the uh, of the scrap, uh, which was very short. Ewan caught him with one early and right in the jaw, and, and you just don't see it. Yeah. Probert went down. I, yeah. I had never seen that actually. Yeah. Never seen that fight with Probert. Where he just caught a, a, a one punch, two punch, boom, down. It's crazy. Yeah, and we should point out. Very sad that both of them are no longer with us. Right, and both suffer from CTE. Um, so, yep. So it's that that double edged double edged sword of enjoyment of a good hockey fight, knowing that you know that kind of was part of the problem. But but it was definitely one for the ages. I to remember see Probert going down. Yeah, Todd, you and uh, Todd the animal was uh, my earlier days of. Uh, being a blues fan that was that was a uh, final first few years i was uh, that was one of my players i remember like oh wow todd the enemy one that's cool he's got a cool nickname and he's got a mullet you know i'm like what 10 years old or something so yeah uh january 24 2012 patrick berglund scored on a penalty shot versus the uh, pittsburgh penguins and exactly one year later 
Patrick Berglund score on a penalty shot versus the Nashville Predators. That was kind of a weird anomaly. Yeah. That and They said that was the only time that's happened, uh, penalty shots a year apart, uh, same date or something like that. I remember the time. It, was it seems very Black Cat. Yeah. Friday the 13th, full moon kind of thing. It's like a stupid, random, meaningless stat. That, no. First time ever that uh, someone scored a penalty shot uh, exactly a year apart. Who cares? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. But we get to mention Patrick Berglund. Yeah, for the last time. <laughs> that will be it. Because um, he's, uh, I think, uh, didn't he just come out and say that uh, he's not playing hockey anywhere at all the rest of this year? He's yeah. not going to play in Europe anywhere. Yeah, nope. He's, uh, <clears throat> he went to a dark place and, I, you know, ultimately, I, I mean, I think it's terrible for, you know, it sucks for, for the people of Buffalo because that trade just got that much worse. But great for him to recognize he's got an issue to deal with and step away. You know what, though? Uh, <laughs> I heard a number of people say this out of Buffalo, and a number of Blues fans kind of echoed that sentiment, was that when Berglund left, it allowed them to just terminate his contract. Yeah. So that was it. kind of, I mean, it, it, it did benefit them in a way that, you know, it was, he was getting overpaid for what he was producing, so... In my opinion. Anyway. In your humble. In my humble, I know. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I know. I know. Bill's a a, a bigger Berglund fan than I am. Uh the. We played a we played a hockey game on Monday, versus the Kings. A game that I thought. I wouldn't call it a must win, but uh, it was a game the Blues needed to win. Yeah. And they, they did not. <laughs> they, they, they played poorly. They played... Well, you know what? I, I don't... I, they, they played poorly at times, and L.A. burned them when the Blues played poorly. Mm. I think the Blues played... If you, if you take away the, the goals, the, the goal-scoring chances, I thought the Blues played pretty well, which is kind of... It sounds like a stupid thing to say, but... Um, Aside from the miscues that ended up in the back of the Blues net, I the Blues played okay. Um, but uh, Edmondson was scratched again in this game, which is a weird. We haven't talked about this about the Edmund, Edmondson being scratched three times in ten games, yeah. um, and I, I don't fully understand it. I know uh, Jr. did a write up in the Athletic about it. Um, a bunch of advanced stats and really in depth breakdown on on. Uh, on, uh, on Edmondson's play versus the rest of the defensemen and who should be sitting or who should be made an example of. Uh, and the, he wasn't quite sure why Edmondson was sitting over some others uh, that if you're going to sit somebody. And I, I kind of agree with that. I didn't I, – I don't – I'm not – but unless you just unless you have a take on – I mean, I, I haven't read the article, but – it, it's it's it's, it, it's, it's makes, a thinker, right? It, and I appreciate that Jr. has is able to do that kind of work now for the Athletic. Mm. I've really really enjoyed his content this year. Um, and on the on the subject of Edmondson being the guy that's being scratched, I mean, to me, the scratch they've scratched players, but it's it's not been necessarily the older guys. You know the the core guys. They're they're trying to make an example of the young guys that are you know that I think most of us consider vital to the team. Which is why it was a big deal when uh, 
uh, Bomeister was scratched, healthy yeah, scratch. Right. That was like jaw dropping. Holy shit, they finally did it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'm glad to see that there's some kind of accountability. But, you know, going yep. back to they scratch Perron after he has one bad game, takes a bad penalty that costs the team. Steen does the same fucking thing the next game yeah. and he doesn't sit. Yeah. I, it, well, unless they're going to do it across the board, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they're not going to sit Petrangelo. They're not going to bend healthy scratch Steen. There, there's a, there's they should. a, they, would you healthy scratch your captain? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would. Then he really shouldn't be your captain. Maybe. Mm, that's a whole different story. It is. But no, I, I think, I think part of the problem with this team has been accountability. And if you're going to scratch people to call out accountability and to, to try to usher in an era of accountability, it applies to everybody on the fucking team. Not just, not just people with no trade or without no trade clauses. It's got to be everybody. You want to, you want to cause a lot of problem in the locker room? Do this. Healthy scratch Petrangelo and then assign Steen as captain for that next game. <laughs> that that would be That would be because that's the whole deal. That would that's the whole heavily rumored thing with Steen Petrangelo mm-hmm. uh, Steen, butting heads and right, Steen's Steen. pissed off that he didn't get it. Oh, by the way, <coughs> what jersey am I wearing? You're wearing uh Steen. I can't see a number. Is it Steen's? Okay. It's Steen. Okay. I it is. Nah, I just picked it up. Okay. Not that I'm Team Steen over Team Petrangelo. I think that whole thing should just fucking go away. I know. I, I and I don't. I mean, from from what you hear from people um, who are close to the situation, I think it was was it Maroon's brother or said something about about the to- locker room being toxic and mm. I I mean I and and that stems from the whole and it stems from Steen and Petrangelo, which. For a while, I blew off as like, you know, who gives a shit? I mean, nobody, you don't have to like each other on the team. I mean, I'm sure there are, every team in the league has players on the team that don't like each other. But, and it shouldn't cause a problem on the ice. Because, I mean, we've played, we've played uh, hockey with people that we couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. But when you're out on the rink, you, you know, you, you play find, hockey. Right, you, you, you play find hockey. ways to, to forget it's, about that. Well, you know, yeah, you because you, you, I mean, I can... And certainly, I mean, if we're doing it in pickup and men's leagues and all this crap, surely it's, it shouldn't be a big deal for guys making, I mean, getting paid to play. I mean, it's, it's their livelihood. I mean, put it aside and play hockey, right? That's the way it should be. Yeah. It should be much easier for them to right. not hold a grudge against, a personal grudge against something uh, because of something else uh, and take it onto the ice. It should be much easier to put it aside. It's your, it's your, it's your job. They, yeah, at the end of the day, they are professionals, and if you can't if you can't put it aside and go to work, then nah, maybe you shouldn't be part of the leadership core. So the game against LA, the Blues jump out two nothing, thinking okay, looking good, looking good. Uh, but the be- the beginning to end of this game was the uh, the awful turnover by Barbashev, the bad pass from behind his own net. Uh, Less than a minute to go in the period. Uh, if if that turnover doesn't happen, uh, we likely go into the second period up two nothing, and maybe it's a different story. But uh, yeah, late yeah, goals, 
Lee Colson oh. and Period, always a killer. It was terrible. And there, you know what? And there was, uh, it, it, you knew it was going to happen because Bennington's out challenging the shooter and he passes. And he passes to uh, to Foley. Was it at the side of the net? Yeah. yeah. Wide open. Yeah, wide open. And it's a tap in. And, and people did, I, I saw a couple of screenshots posted on Twitter that, you know, What's Bennington doing? He's so far out of the net. I'm like, he, <laughs> I, okay. Whatever. He's he's challenging. He's challenging the shooter like he's supposed right, to do. And, and right. there was a guy. Now it was a it was a very very nice pass. It was a nice pass. And here's the thing too: is that when the when the pass comes, when you're passing, you're bringing the puck out of your zone. Everyone's going the other way. Eyes are up the ice. Skaters are skating up the ice. If there's a turnover, all of a sudden everybody slams on the brakes and turns around. There's all kinds of passing lanes open. People are behind the play still. Uh, Toffoli was. Uh, there's no, there's all kinds of shit going on. Guys don't have a man. That's why turnovers coming out of Arizona are so terrible because play comes right back the other way and there's all kinds of shit open. So and that's what happened there. And then so Bennington come out, comes out the challenge. Think and, he, and the the uh, I forgot who assisted. It fakes a shot and passes and it's a wide open net and they're. There's a handful of folks that are going to blame Bennington for every goal because they're Team Allen, but it's just that's kind of Leipzig. Okay, and yeah, he, he on so he had that was it was a great pass, and then on the last goal of the game where uh, and bad bad coverage by Petrangelo in the own zone, um, Ledoux walks down guy guy named Ledoux beats the Blues. Ledoux. <laughs> right uh spelled that way too i know it comes down a, a perfect shot but leipzig had two extraordinary passes on those two goals thought he had a really good game um but yeah on, on that first one yeah the turnover cannot happen oh no I, I, I mean and it's one of those things where you the turnover happens and at that point the blues are scrambling and la takes advantage of it quickly so the only person to blame on that play is Barbashev. You, I, I, you can't really blame anybody else because they're all scrambling, and you can't blame. My God, you can't blame Bennington on that goal. My Jesus Christ! No, stupid people. Um. So and then uh, penalty trouble in the second period. Five on just too many penalties. Five on three. Uh, Kyrus in the box, and the Blues get that break going the other way. And at the end of it, uh, Robert Bortuzzo high sticks Drew Doughty four minute double wider. Yeah. Uh, Robert Bortuzzo, a high-sticking minor at the other team's goal. Double minor. Yeah, right. And and uh, 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 Dowdy ends up... Uh, hammering home. Hammering home on a screen, 5-on-3. Yep. Um, I don't and, think Bennington saw it. Mm, so, yeah. I mean, it's just... You're asking for trouble, 5-on-3. Everybody knows it. Um, And actually... Uh, the uh, let's see, Petrangelo's. Uh, I got notes here for uh, was it the one that went, yeah, the one that went, the the goal that put Elliot three to two, uh, late Coke in the star, yeah. Uh, Petrangelo misplayed the puck at center, uh, which I didn't really catch at first, but when I watched the replay, I'm like, oh, yeah, he just misplayed the puck at center and then turned it over because the, the pass came to him and he one handed it, went off his stick, it was, it was right to him, went off his stick, he didn't play it right, and then turns it over, uh. And uh, Gunnarsson was back on the two-on-one, played it terribly. He, he didn't take the pass. I mean, he tried to take the pass, but didn't take anything away. And they passed it right through him and uh, uh, backdoor tap-in, basically, on a two-on-one. So uh, not not good play uh, 
by uh, the defensive duo there on that on that goal. No, Petrangelo again, terrible game. I thought out of, out of position, turned pucks over, slumped his head, slumped his shoulders, which, which didn't is get back. Which is it's kind of broken record far too often. Yeah, which is why I say we could use him getting scratched every now and then. In in, Petran- in the Blues' defense and in, in Petrangelo's defense, that uh, uh, Carter blew up uh, Petrangelo interference. Uh, oh yeah, early on that shift, yeah. no call. Yeah, uh, just laid him out, and there was no call. That yeah. that, that should have been a penalty, to be honest. That and that that so. But with that said, uh, with that said, with that if, said, if that affects Petrangelo and throws him off the rest of the oh, shift, oh, I'm not saying that. Take take a seat and restart reset yourself i'm not saying that and he didn't look hurt on the play he got up he was bitch he was yelling at uh at uh, carter but um i'm saying that that really that the whole play shouldn't have happened because of the it should have been a penalty but yeah whatever uh ray uh in the youtube chat says uh right on gunnerson not taking the pass lane away that that's his that's his only it says that's his job on that play everybody defense one-on-one mm-hmm. two-on-one defenseman take the pass Yep, goalie takes the shooter, defenseman takes the pass. Yeah, try and stay in the middle. Don't give try not to give the shooter an easy lane right to the goal. Try and keep him try and keep him stay in the middle of the ice, basically. Middle of the ice, take the pass away. And he didn't do it. I'm not a huge fan of a defenseman laying down, but in that situation, Gunnarsson's got no other option. He's got to lay down. He's he's like squatting. It's just he's awkward. They passed right through him. Um O'Reilly ties it up in the third period on a, on a sneaky, quick wrist shot. Beautiful oh, little God. play. God, absolutely steps off the wall, and just it. It seemed like he. It, it's one of those things where he was directly above the faceoff dot, and he recognized where he was and just picked that corner. Yep, absolutely perfect shot. And I mean, how often do you see Jonathan Quick beat on a play like that? It's it was perfectly timed. Well, you know, uh, he disguised it very well. I mean, it. I mean, he he, he didn't he didn't uh, lay into it. Mm-hmm. He just uh, he was looking one way and just shot. Yeah, it, it was no there was no wind up. There was no uh, bear down. There was just he just let it go. It was all wrist. Right, and unfortunately, because Darren Pang's doing the uh, NBCSN broadcast for this Monday afternoon matinee, we had to hear about how his stick looks like it was oh, broken yeah. under, under a door. door. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> so sick of that. <laughs> oh, love you, Panger, but God, so sick of that. Uh, so with just over uh, 10 minutes to go in the third, LA goes back on top uh, on a shot that you mentioned uh, before at Paul Ledieu. Uh that deflected off Steen's pants as he went down to block it, who I think Steen was covering for uh, Petrangelo in that play because I thought... I looked at the replay and and Petrangelo was kind of caught in no he was defending nobody on that play he was kind of caught in no man's land because yep. uh, the forward had the uh, the guy going wide or no uh, 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 was it Gunnarsson I guess had the guy going wide and uh, it was Pareko Pareko had the guy going wide yeah. and then Petrangelo was at the side of the net where he wasn't doing anything right and I'm like he should be in the slot or mm-hmm. uh, in front of the goal and yep. he wasn't and then the pass goes through him over to Ledoux and then uh, Steen was skating back and tried to slide and block the shot and he did he got a piece of it but actually not enough or too much whatever either one but uh it goes uh nicely placed <laughs> over Bennington yeah I mean what they said that Ledoux is like you know 
first game and since December, and he steps in and picks a corner like he's you know a five year veteran. Right. I mean, it was, it was a great shot, great pass again oh. by Leipzig. But. He picked a corner with the help of Steen's pants. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Okay. So he he, he shot it on off Steen on purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. gotcha. All right. There are some people that would that would think that. Um, some people, like I said, the blue. I mean, aside from their mistakes, that unfortunately the Blues' mistakes ended up in their net. They they kind of they had the better of the play for a chunk of the game. I thought they deserved a little a little bit better, and they almost. I mean, they 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 were tied in the third. You know, they had a two nothing lead. And they were tied in the third. Uh, but it was the uh, the awful result against a team you really needed to beat. That team you just can't lose this game. Uh, it was the sixth time this season the Blues have blown a two goal lead and lost. That's bad. That 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 is bad. The most dangerous lead in hockey. Uh, the last two times that it happened had come with Edmondson being a healthy scratch. <laughs> is that saying something? I'm just saying. I just, I just I'm just telling it like it is. You do with that information as you will. Hmm. Are there some kind of special stats that might back up that Edmondson should probably be in the lineup? Uh, there are advanced stats. There are uh, uh, all kinds of things that uh, Mr. Rutherford uh, uh, wrote up nicely at the Athletic. Um, so, and then we had the game, uh, last night's game versus Anaheim uh, after the disappointing 4-3 to loss to L.A., uh, the Blues were in Anaheim on Wednesday night. Uh, Edmondson was back in lineup. Uh, Bennington got the start again. Were you surprised that Bennington started this I game? I was too. I, I honestly was. Yeah. When I when I turned on the game and saw that he was in, I was happy. I, happy surprise. Yeah, I was. I was. I mean, I I think. I think with the way Allen's played in the road this season, I'm not disappointed to see him in net. But I think because for whatever reason, he's played pretty well on the road. So I'm I'm okay with it. I'd rather see Bennington. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather see Bennington, you know, on any, any given night yeah, overall. Right. right, right. But I think I would not be disappointed with seeing Allen. I don't. I don't think I wouldn't be surprised unless Bennington just shits the bed uh, for a while here. I'd be shocked if Allen starts a home game the rest of the season. Uh, absolutely not. Yeah. And I think the the kind of maybe it's just me reading stuff into it, but the the key to this is that. They give Bennington the last game before the All Star All Star break. Previous years, Jake Allen gets that start. Yeah, well, especially when uh, Bennington had the game four right against LA and lost and lost right and four you, goals. You're totally justified in yeah. saying and and, and and I I think it's a great move. I I think that one it tells Jake Allen you're not guaranteed anything here, and the other it gives Jordan Bennington the hey we believe in you sure. keep going. Well, and and the thing too is that you know, and I said four goals on Bennington. I wouldn't really say anywhere was f- fault. The two of the goals were backdoor passes for tap ins. Uh, one was a screen on the on the five and three power play, and the other one off Steen's pants and in. So I mean, it's those are four rough goals to pin uh, on him. Any of them. So, uh, yeah, I was I was uh, shocked, but then happy that he started. So that was uh, that was good, and then it was uh, good to see him get the win. But uh, we uh, won this one five to one. Um, Anaheim looked terrible. Oh, God. I, th- I thought God, their defense was just completely disorganized. This, this, that was the worst effort against the Blues I've seen this season. That was terrible. Yeah, 
I I I mean there I mean the Blues have played worse teams, but this but Anaheim was they played the worst. I, I I was shocked at how bad they played. How many odd man rushes do we have? Six or seven? Oh my god! It was and it it was just usually the play that gets the Blues in trouble. You know, somebody gets the puck up to just below the blue line in the offense or in the defensive zone, and we can't get the puck out. Anaheim was seeding that with a bad defensive pinch, and we were getting two on ones going the other way all fucking night. Um. Zero real pressure, zero intensity from Anaheim. Pathetic effort. I, I just the Blues outshot them eight to nothing or off the bat the first six minutes, and then, of course, they score in their Anaheim scores in the first shot uh, of the game, which yeah, strong. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, that was frustrating, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't really. Uh, I wouldn't say it was poor D on the Blues part. It was actually like a slow wholesale forward change because when the puck came out of the zone, three forwards went to change, and the Ducks brought it right back in. So that they had they had numbers uh, coming back into the zone, and uh, uh, they, did, they basically had a two on one, and uh, 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 Sprong just picked a corner right. on Bennington. Right. So Getzloff Getzloff really kind of made a play to to open it up. Yeah. And, and Sprong drop pass. Yeah. Right, drop pass. Sprong looks like he's gonna pass the whole way coming down the slot and you know, just does the right thing and shoots. Oh, it's a great shot too. And the thing with uh, with uh, 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 Getzloff when he dropped the puck to Sprong, uh, Bomeister had taken Getzloff. So and he took him out on the boards. So that leaves the Blues one D back, but. Uh, well, here's the thing, though, is that um, Bomeister, if you watch the replay, Bomeister is like this, like a foot away from getting back and and poke checking while the shot's t- being taken. The reason why he didn't get back there and make that play, Getzloff held him. Getzloff held his stick. Bomeister, tra- Bomeister checks Getzloff on the boards and then goes to peel back into the play to get back into the play. And Getzloff held, holds a stick for like a second and a half. Are you trying to tell me that? One of the Anaheim Ducks leaders had a dirty play. I am. Um, I am saying that. I, it, he pulled a Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben was a dirty player, yeah. and well, uh, it doesn't have to be. Corey Perry. Corey Perry is such. Oh yeah, I know. Like, he's a notorious dirty player, but his his is more physical play. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even call the holding the stick dirty. It was just. It was yeah. just a. It was right. just a subtle. Subtle. It was more games. It was pick. more gamesmanship right. than than right. dirty. It wasn't dirty. It was it was just a it was just a play that probably technically should have been a penalty. It could have been ticky tack, but right. but anyway, that that's and and a smart veteran. Play, I think if you that may have been why Bowmaster didn't quite get back to make a play on Sprung. So you just wanted to say Sprung. I did. Again. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I and that that that's what the. Uh, uh, Bothered me on a play that I didn't hear anybody else talk about, so I wanted to bring that up. But uh, yeah, and and then some people were calling that a soft goal on Bennington, which was ridiculous. I don't. Mm, no. I mean, Bennington's—he's not yeah. back in his net. He's challenged in the top of the crease, and he gets picked. It's just a corner shot. It's a beautiful shot. Just because you go up a goal on your first shot, it doesn't mean it's soft. I know that's in that. Yeah. Oh, he's allowed one goal on two shots or one goal on one shot. God, he sucks. Okay. Mm. Uh, it's it's Jesus the Christ. Jake Allen defenders coming out of the woodworks and say, "Isn't that funny?" Jake would have made that save. Well, no, no, they, no you know what have. they say? They say if Jake Allen were in that, you guys would be all over him for that one. Uh, and, well, you're right. But. <laughs> like, no, you know what? That that I've said this the whole damn time. 
uh, every goal is on a case-by-case basis. I don't, I don't give a shit if it's one goal on two shots, whatever. If it's a fantastic goal that, that the goalie is not making the save on, or it's a, I mean, it's a great shot, great play to beat the goalie, that's fine. It's not a soft goal just because of the number of shots or, um, or whatever. Now, over the course of a season, if your save percentage is like 8-8 eight, eight or 8-9 eight, or 900, it's just... That's right. that's mm. that's more of a telltale sign than one goal Less in than one game. Two percent, maybe. Right. Less than ninety nine hundred. Uh, but we digress. Uh, you get that all the time. I mean, the 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 the, the people that are uh, defend Allen to the death. Uh, man, they are all over every goal that goes in on Bennington. It's just annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's pathetic. But in this game. He did not give up another goal. No, and it was and right. Not that he had that. To be honest, to be fair, you're not a letter Kenny guy, are you? I have seen it. I'm not. I don't uh, watch it right. intently. You should have responded. To be fair, to, you know, I, I, okay. I actually, I, I want that's on my list of things to start watching. It is hilarious. I, I've it, seen clips. Yes, it is. It is awesome. Uh, anyway, to be fair, pays attentions. To the butts holes. <laughs> Squirrely dad. Uh, to be fair, Anaheim only had 13 shots all game. Right. They were terrible. Like not not just offensively, as we have talked about previously. They just weren't good. They no Corey Perry. Um I I think they were minus Ricard Raquel. Uh definitely no Ryan Kessler. It was probably the most enjoyable game that uh, the Blues have had against the Ducks because we haven't had <laughs> to deal with Kessler or Perry. That's true. Uh, Jacon's Mask says in the YouTube chat, Hey, guys, thoughts on a defensive rotation on who sits out? Either three or four guys rotating. Bortuzzo. Oh, yeah. No, I'd, I'd, I'd sit Bortuzzo. Uh, or Gunnarsson. Uh, although Gunnarsson, no, Gunnarsson. Gunn, I, I was going to say that I was uh, off the top of my head. I said Gunnarsson, but but then no, because he's been Scoring he's been goals. he's been good and he's been he's yeah, been chipping he, in. He's been positionally very sound. And I think actually the advanced stats actually favor him nicely. So, uh, Bortuzzo taking a penalty four hundred fifty feet away. What what no? What's a rake? Two hundred feet away from his two hundred twenty. It was terrible. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, I think, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't like Edmondson sitting. I, when I, when I saw him being sad a few times, I, and I was glad to see JR do that right up in the athletic, a very detailed advanced stats breakdown of the Blues defenseman and why Edmondson's sitting and why, as opposed to others. And, and the consensus of the article was he's not sure why Edmondson's sitting over some others because he probably shouldn't be. That um, make no sense. Yeah, and so I, I'm glad that I that that what he wrote kind of backed up what I was thinking. That's like, oh, what? Why is he sitting? Um, but I would never. I I I mean, unless sitting him once is one thing. Three times in ten games, that's yeah. a whole different story. Yeah, that's that's a coach taking umbrage with a player. Yeah, I, it, over, it's almost like there's something else there yeah, besides right, exactly, which you would never hear about, but. Until he gets traded, and then you hear about it after the fact. Oh God, that <laughs> happens. Fuck me. Uh, see, Ray asked, "Did you guys see Getzlaff post game interview? He was heated. I did not. I assume he was uh, heated about them losing so bad and playing so shitty. Well, 
I mean, he can't be, he would, he couldn't be heated about a particular call or cause that wouldn't make a difference. Right. <laughs> I, I did not. I, 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 uh, quite honestly, I was done with that game at, yeah. Uh, I fell asleep after, <laughs> after the second period cause, okay. cause I'm old and well, I, I work. <laughs> Uh, after uh, after the Ducks got their first one, the Blues scored five unanswered. Yeah, they were uh, beautiful. Yeah, oh, it was. I mean, Tarasenko scored a few minutes after Sprong in the first. Uh, Sanford and Sunquist Sunquist scored in the second. Uh, Bozak and Blay scored in the third. Uh, it. I mean, so you are, are we on board for this whole Sanford and Sun? Uh, why not? Eh, I but eh, you got a problem with it? Yeah, eh, <laughs> eh, I don't know. I'll, do you, do you think the whole Sanford and Son thing should have went away with uh, Curtis Sanford? Probably, probably. <laughs> I don't know. If if you're not gonna if if the Blues aren't gonna play the Sanford and Son theme song when Curtis Sanford was in net, then they, they better not they're never gonna, yeah they can't play. But it to be fair, at this point, uh, that game Sanford and Sunquist are on the line. You put it together, Sanford and Son. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I I uh, I, I have no. But problem. I don't know. Maybe nowadays the Blues do have the in-game entertainment staff that will play the theme song. But when's our next home game? Like uh, February fifteenth, two thousand twenty. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I don't think we can rely on the Blues uh, in-game entertainment staff to do anything that would be remotely fun. interesting or fun. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Like so Patrico follows us. So careful. Oh no! I I mean you know I I actually do. I actually just thought the other day. I'm yeah, I'm gonna start watching the Rizzo show. I'm gonna start watching the Rizzo show. I'm gonna start watching it. I I never oh listen to it. I never listened to the show. I was gonna say you you watch. The well, radio. they do. Don't they stream it too on uh, on on the web? I, don't know. I stopped watching the radio in two th- or watch <laughs> stopped listening to the radio in like two thousand and five. Uh, see, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. The advent of the iPod. Yeah, the Blues outshot the Ducks thirty-two to thirteen, which is ridiculous. Only one power play in the game. The Ducks had it. Uh, the eighteenth time in franchise history, uh, a Blues opponent didn't get penalized in a game. Yeah, Tyler Bozak high sticking in the third period. Yeah, and it, it. it came like right after the fact that they had stated that the no penalties in this game. Ten seconds later, penalty. So Bennington's numbers at the All Star break: he's five one and one with a one point eight four GAA and a nine two four save percentage. And them is fancy numbers. Sounds like a starter to me. Uh, you know what? Uh, you can't argue. Allen's numbers at the break: fifteen fifteen and four three zero four GAA and an eight nine seven save percentage. And that's with improved play over the past his past like twelve thirteen games, wherever it is. So, so that's that. So where we stand right now, the Blues, three pounds, three three pounds, three points out of a out of the uh, uh, last wild card spot with a game in hand. Of the two current wild card teams and the teams above the Blues in the wild card chase, out of all those teams, so that the teams the Blues are chasing, including the two wild card teams, the Blues have the according to Corsica Hockey. The Blues have the best odds at making the playoffs. They have them at fifty-seven point was a two percent. Fifty-seven and a half. Fifty-seven and a half percent. 
better than all the teams ahead of them through the top two wildcard spots. That's some insanity. If you think about how bad this season started. Yeah. Uh, I And granted, we have work to do. Uh, there's, oh, yeah. I mean, you have to climb over some teams. Right. And uh, you got to take advantage of the games in hand. and uh, Which and, we have not proved good at. No. And play good hockey. But I do want to say that it was, I was, uh, I won't say I was laughed at, but I was uh, challenged about uh, when I when I said that when I said the Blues would not finish last overall. I said that's that's ridiculous to think the Blues would finish last overall because they're a much better team than that. And uh, I was kind of challenged on that by some folks. So, and and now I, it's funny to see these numbers. Like, well, there's a according to the the fancy stats sites, uh, the, they've got the Blues at uh, 57 and a half to make the playoffs. I'd like to see the odds to, for the Blues to finish last. Probably, I don't know what it would be. Yeah, Not that much. Right. Can't be good. No, it can't be good. Can't be good because Ottawa exists. Right. So, uh, that, you know, so, whatever. I mean, God forbid people use stats and logic, right? All we know is this season started off shitty. It did. And it's, and uh, to be fair, lived up to, our to be fair, I mean, to we, be fair, to be fair, we've, I've said, I've, I've been saying this and it's not, uh, it shouldn't be a secret. I mean, if you watch the games, it's easy to see the blues have, they've played better. I mean, they still have their issues and they ups and downs, but oh, they're trending overall much better. Um, if you look right. at charts and graphs, I mean, uh, if you, if you need numbers to, to, to back this up, just from watching games, you might not maybe get it, understand it, but any chart you see with the with the expected goals for and and, and goals uh, for percentage and goals against percent, all this stuff, all these fancy stats, and based on how well the Blues play, they're trending upward, and they've been one of the better teams uh, over the past you know what month and a half. Right. It's it's the polar opposite of last year. It's it's the reverse negative. They were so good so early. And you get to January, well, you get to December, and Schwartz gets injured, and they fall apart. This team is the opposite. They are trending in the right direction at the right time. And as long as they can keep the momentum, I I mean, I think it's terrible. Like, the the all-star break timing is awful for the team. It's not, and it's not like the... it's there for them to take. It's not, yeah, and I agree, I agree. It's not like the Blues are tearing it up either. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and say they're, they're they're whooping everybody they play they're playing fantastic hockey they're playing much better than they i mean this i mean they played they were playing awful mm. the start of the season they were terrible but they have gotten a lot better they're getting good goaltending they're keeping the puck out of the net they're playing more responsible in their own end for the most part granted the game against la the breakdowns were bad uh that has not been the norm lately that was an anomaly lately so I, I, I'm, I, I, and I think, and we talked about this before uh, off the air before the show started. That you mentioned that people are uh, have a hard time getting out of the mindset of how bad they were early in the season. Right. And right. I, I agree you, with that. I mean, this is the dangerous time for being a Blues fan because <laughs> it's it's like spring. Hope, hope has come back into the picture. Right. And hope is the worst well, fucking thing as a Blues. Fan. It depends what you hope for. What are you hoping for? I mean, are you hoping for some playoff fun or are you hoping for a cup? 
I mean, if you're hoping for a cup, you're probably going to be let down. <laughs> but if you if you're hoping to get in the playoffs and have some fun with some playoff games and get excited about a round, maybe two, uh, then that's that's what that's what you're hoping for. You're hoping for a competitive stretch run, some intrigue at the trade deadline, which happens to be my birthday this year. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So I will spend uh, you know the first part of it. On the couch watching terrible TSN coverage of nothing happening. Uh, Jake Allen's mask tweeted, or no, tweeted. Mentioned in the YouTube chat, in in your opinion, should Schwartz move down to the third line and be put on the PK and not on the PP? No. No. He is so close to scoring a fucking goal. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous right now. Yeah. I think he, I think his chances have gotten better the past few games. Um, he hit the post yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> hit the post hard. Yeah, uh, I Schwartz is one of those guys. I think you have to, at least for a while more. I would just keep plugging him out there. I three goals sucks though. It's he should have twenty right now. He should. <laughs> he should. And maybe he's the Patrick Berglund of this year, and he scores twelve in March. He's once he scores, he's gonna light it up. You you hope and so. He, Everything everything is trending in the right direction, I feel, with him. I mean, apart from the goalpost, he had he shot the puck on a two on one. Right. That, and yeah. he shot twice. And, right. He had two two on one, didn't he? Right. He shot twice. Yeah. In in the in the the what was the the last home game where it was a two on one and he had a perfect angle to shoot and he passed the Columbus game, wasn't it? He had the perfect angle to shoot, and and he tried to make a pass, and it passed it right back into the slot into a defense. Oh, it was terrible. That was uh, that was, was Boston. That Boston. Yeah, because yeah. Chara was the Chara was the defender. Yeah, terrible decision. Yeah, and he had He's, he could have he could have uh, went in, made a move, deked, and and Chara gave him a right, lane to the goal. Right. And and to, and maybe in Schwartz's defense, Tarasenko was the, his winger, was the guy. So I can see. The initial thought of okay, got to try and get it to Tarasenko. But if the pass ain't there, and if you've got a lane to the goal, you take the shot. I'm sorry, I don't care. I don't care if you're Chris Porter coming down with Tarasenko. If you've got if Tarasenko is covered and you've got a lane to the goal, you take the shot. God bless Chris Porter. I like Chris Porter. Chris Porter was a, I liked him. He was more than serviceable. He was. I would argue he did. He scored goals against the Red Wings, so he was fine in my book. Yeah. Red Wings and Blackhawks. Yeah. Uh, he also says in the YouTube chat and another narrative, should Sonny get more minutes than Schwartz? You know what? Sonny, Sonny getting any power play time is a bonus. And I want him right now. I want him out there on the power play. He's, he's got the Midas touch. Everything he's doing is right. Yeah. I, and I, I want to take the opportunity to say it that, uh, I was, uh, like most people, I guess, uh, dead wrong about him. I was absolutely. I I didn't think I I didn't see. I think I called him a warm body at one point. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, uh, yeah. I you know, I didn't see anything special about him. Um, I think our season preview show. I I said that he's worthless and <coughs> shouldn't be here. Yeah, and he, you know, he he takes five minutes to turn a circle on the ice. <laughs> he he's figured it out. 
He, you know, he's really taking advantage of the opportunity with the Blues not bringing back uh, uh, Kyle Brodziak. He has grabbed that fourth line center role, and he's he's really replaced everything that Brodziak did. Because if you remember last year, Brodziak was getting penalty or uh, power play time uh, when the Blues were shit in the bed in January. Sunquist is doing that, and he's he's so effective this year. Keep giving them the ice time. Giving them the opportunities. Yeah. yeah Just I, don't give them the screen time because yeah. <laughs> that gets old. It yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I and I, I don't know anybody who's not uh pleasantly surprised and happy with the way he's playing. I hope he keeps it up. I hope it's not like a flash in the pan kind of a thing. Yeah, no. A lot of players do this kind of thing. But uh, they'll they'll have a hot streak for a while and then cool off. But hopefully he uh he has a niche here. Niche. 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 Yeah. Yeah. N-I-C-H-E. <laughs> However you want to say it. It's a Ger- Gerard Kraft restaurant. It Do- doesn't come it? out right with my congested head. <laughs> Jeff says, I'm in the chat, but have some dire things going on with my FT gig. I'll be running tests on our site through the night. Unfortunate timing for our show. Oh. No, it's okay, Jeff. We got this. <laughs> yeah. Just just get back to work. Yeah. But yeah. the adults so are in the room. At, at, <laughs> at B Salvador twenty seven, is that the right Twitter handle? I don't know. Is he on Twitter? I don't think he is. I, w- I would like to make a report of uh unethical behavior apart on the part of one of your employees. So here here's the here's with the blues. Here here's where they are. So uh three points out, uh, like I said, uh with a game in hand. The wild card. And here's the deal, though. Uh, when they resume play, it'll be it'll be February. And February is kind of a bitch month. There's like there's like 14 or 15 games, and nine of them I would consider really tough games against good opponents. If they can get through February, because February is going to make or break their season. I, if they can get through February... Still hanging around, you know, or you know, maybe at the edge of the wild card, same kind of distance. March is much easier. They've got like three, three games or so that that you could consider really tough games, and they have out of uh, was it? I didn't get the total, but yeah, last twenty games or so. I get March into April, the last twenty or so games, nineteen twenty games, they have like three or four games that are tough. I mean, really tough games against top teams. That's it. So if they can get through February, I think uh, I think the sailing should be Pretty easier. Smooth. Easier. February's gonna be a bitch. Yeah. We played Nashville three times. Played. It's a. I've got this, it up here. This schedule. I mean, we don't play Chicago again, right? Played them four right. times in a month. No, we play them. We do play. No, them. that's it's the towards the end. Of we the play year, them right? the third to last game of the season. Yeah. In February, yeah, we've got. Right off the bat, Columbus, they're playing well. Uh, Florida, Tampa Bay, Nashville, Nashville, Jersey, Arizona, Colorado, Minnesota, Toronto, Dallas, Boston, Minnesota, Nashville. That's tough. That is a that is a bitch of a schedule. I mean, fuck Tampa Bay. I know. In uh. Boston and uh, uh, Nashville three times, and then in March, it's like. All of a sudden, the the storms, uh, the the skies open up, and the the whatever, 
<laughs> I'm trying to use like smooth, sailing analogies, right. and I don't have smooth I don't, sailing. Smooth sailing. Well, so in March, it's Carolina, Dallas, Anaheim, L.A. Four games you should be able to win. Dallas, maybe ahead of some standings. I don't care. They are they they are bad. They are bad. I don't know how they're we 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 lost to them once and beat them once within the last couple of weeks. Was it? And we should have beat them both times. They were mm. ter- they were terrible. Yeah. Uh, San Jose, which you know that's that's a tougher game. God, they're they're really good now. Arizona, Ottawa, Pittsburgh, okay, tough game. Uh, Buffalo, I don't consider that a tough game unless they turn it around. They're yeah. free falling. Yeah, they are. Uh, Edmonton, Detroit. Tampa Bay, obviously tough game. Vegas, tough game. And then in April, Colorado, Chicago, Philly, Vancouver. There's uh, there's not a lot of tough games in March and April at all. There's a few. February yeah, well, February's the bitch. I think I think it'll be that this year, unless Colorado keeps in the same free fall mode that they've been in, um, those those games in April. If the Blues can survive February and surprise us with a couple of points where we don't expect them, I think that April is going to be a uh, a very interesting month with uh, with us having to go up against Colorado. Oh, April? Yeah. Uh, oh, the, or is yeah. it late March? Well, April, uh, Colorado is uh, the first game is uh, in April we play is Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, we don't play Colorado in, in March. Or in uh, yeah, in March, it's the first game in April. Yeah, I mean the last four games. Because I really feel like the Blues are like that's that's who the Blues are going to have to edge out to make the make the playoffs. It'd be nice revenge from last year. Here's so speaking of of where the Blues are on the standings, and so should the Blues be buyers or sellers, or kind of just treading water as far as like moves go? What do you think? Would you want to see them make a move to get better? I mean, granted, there's some time before the trade deadline, but right. If so, if, a lot can happen. If the trade deadline was the Monday after they come back from the All Star break, they should be buyers. They should be looking to add a piece because they're trending in the right direction. But they're doing so well with what they have right now. Yeah. Well, what? Okay, so uh, I think are they a playoff team? I think, given the <clears throat> bed shitting going on throughout the Central Division, yes. Yeah, a lot of teams, a lot of teams, a lot of teams are, are are making it easier for teams like the Blues to hang around. So, um, so your thoughts on this mindset? This was a tweet that was tweeted out. Uh, by a uh, Michelle Cairo Stan. Uh, I don't give a shit about the Blues making the playoffs. I give a shit about them building a contender. We need the draft pick more than an embarrassing first round exit. Don't at me with the whole anything can happen BS. Uh, here, uh, here's don't they need playoff gate receipts? <laughs> that that's I I. That's the thing is that um, if, if you're only going to want to make the playoffs if you have a legit shot at the cup, then what the fuck is anybody uh, – why, why, why even 
root, watch the games then. I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? Right. I, I, there's only a few teams in the league that have a legit shot because, hey, they could win the cup this year. There's four or five teams, right? So, really, any, yeah, a team that sneaks in can make a nice little run in the playoffs. Here's the thing with me they need playoff revenue. The Blues do. They can't, they missed the playoffs last year. They need the revenue. It's not right. uh, uh, they, now they, get, getting they in. They missed the playoffs, and then they spent to the cap. Right. They need the revenue. Right. If you're going to spend to the cap, if this team in this market is going to keep spending to the cap, which they don't have to, but I think, you know, it, it's it's as fans, it's nice that they do that because you have your odds of putting a better team on the ice, I guess, improve somewhat. But I don't. I don't. I hate the mindset of. Well, we're just gonna lose in the first one anyway. So who gives a fuck? Who gives? Uh, who care? Who cares? I, I hate that mindset. I, I, I don't. Terrible. I, I because well one because like I said revenue, but two, uh, the playoffs are fucking fantastic. I don't care if you if you're in the first round you and you lose in the first round. Okay, but you know what? If it goes four, five, six, seven games, whatever, it's fucking exciting. It could be a fucking exciting two weeks of hockey for a seven game series. I, I, it's it's followed by crushing disappointment. But yeah, as well, Blues that's, fans, you know, we're, we're used to that. That's you know, only one team doesn't have crushing one team's fans doesn't have crushing disappointment at the end of the playoffs. Right, one team's fans. So I mean, if if you're if you're if you don't want to make the playoffs because you don't want the crushing disappointment, then that's you can say it about every team except for one. Come on, I understand wanting to build for the future, but again. Draft picks aren't uh, a given. They're not guaranteed. They're going to pan out. Two, like I said before in the show, this team is not finishing last overall. They're not going to get the first, second, or third, fourth pick. And but, even if they did, fucking Chicago would find a way to get Jack Hughes. <laughs> it's although, just, although I will, I will bring up since Jeff's not here to to talk about this, we could get Kako. <laughs> Well, the guy looked great. Yeah, but he's juniors. yeah, but he's gonna go like second or third, isn't he? I mean, he's gonna second. No, they, there there was talk during the World Juniors that it he could force it to be a one A one B. Oh, and well, last I read that it's getting tighter, but Hughes was still right. Yeah, but either either way, either way though, the Blues aren't gonna get the first two, three, four picks anyway. E- even if they play they miss the playoffs and they don't uh, uh and they they play poorly they're not the worst team in the league they're not the worst two or three teams in the league they said there's not they're better than that um so i don't know i and it's not like oh okay well based on who i root for here in my basement it's gonna actually affect the team so stop doing it you know what i mean right I, that's that's ridiculous I, right. I i have a hard time rooting for the team to lose Unless we got a few games in the season left and we do have a legit shot of the first overall pick. Then I might say, okay, let's lose this game because that's fine. But as long I mean, where we're at now with the charts and stuff that we went over and the chances of making the playoffs. I know last year they had us making the playoffs too at one point and we missed it, but whatever. Um, well, it came down to that last game. Yeah. And shot the bed. Well, the game against Chicago is what killed us. Yeah. That that game, yeah. That goal can't can't lose against a non-playoff team that Especially way. Your rival. If we got that one point, 
That one point in Chicago that was a four seconds to go when Keith scored or something like that, that was yeah. awful. A terrible goal, too. So uh, advanced stats, how good are the Blues? I These are uh, – it's interesting how uh, – that I think the people understand that the Blues are I, – I don't want to, like, have a total uh, slob fest over the Blues as far as how they're playing because – but. Really, I mean, I think people are kind of not under. They didn't realize they're playing better, but I don't think that when they when they see it put in a graph form or chart form in the comparison to other teams, as far as, oh well, how, how well they're doing. Um, expected goal rates: the Blues are quite their second best in the Central. Uh, the uh, five versus five shot share, which uh, uh, looks at which teams own the five versus five uh, shot share and which ones chase the puck instead. The Blues are in the top half of the league with that one. Uh, they're sixth in expected goal rate differential versus goal four uh, percentage. So, And they're, I think, sixth in expected goal rates for and against. The, and like I said before, the chart that shows from uh, Corsica Hockey, 57.5% to make the playoffs. Right. So I, they're... they're <clears throat> They're better. They're better than you think. Right. They're better than they feel. Right. They're better than when you when I saw these charts. I'm like, man. And I, like I said before, I I knew they were playing better, but uh, um, if they can just get the timely, the, they if they can just get the time, their goal scoring under under wraps, they can get Schwartz back on track. They can get Tarasenko, who's been scoring more lately. Get Schwartz, get Prom back healthy, get Thomas back healthy. You get Thomas and Prom back, right? And, and you know that that was that was the thing I think we kind of glazed over. Both teams last night, yesterday, no, last I guess it was yeah last, last night. night yeah. Yep. Uh, they both teams had had key injuries, and the Blues played a lot better than the Ducks. And so, yeah, I think they, I, I think I tweeted out that the uh, last night the the Ducks are terrible, <laughs> and they du- looked they looked awful. That was and a Ducks that, fan, but a Ducks fan said uh, uh, looks at the standings, and I'm like, yeah, just wait, yeah. <laughs> just wait, <laughs> yeah, because the Ducks are free falling. Scoreboard, yeah. Because that was a big game for them. Because if they had won, I think they would have jumped back into a wild card spot. I think, but they can't win a game to save their lives now. Yeah, you can't expect that team with that many missing pieces to win consistently. Yeah. Uh, skills competition is uh, Friday night, and the All Star Games on Saturday. O'Reilly is the lone Blues representative. You watching? Um. Well, I I will be now that you've pointed out that skills competition is tomorrow night because it's traditionally been skills comp on saturday evening all-star game on sunday Sunday, yeah so i i otherwise would have uh, gone home from work tomorrow and not tried to find anything on tv yeah but i i watched the skills comp i doubt i watched the all-star game yeah, I'll I'll have it on. I you know actually I actually I said this before uh, like last year I and the year before I, I like the the tournament the three on three tournament I like it. 
Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's it's a better concept, but it's still yeah, it's, it's it's the All Star Game. Like it's I, background stuff. I'm for gonna me. try to get tickets next year when it's here in town, but that's about the only time I really give a fuck about it. I think I'd like to go to get tickets to go to the game just to hang out in, at at the arena, right? And not necessarily sit down and watch the game, you know. Um, yeah, I'll watch it. It'll be on the background at least. Um, and also on Saturday we'll be revealing uh, announcing the winner of the contest that we're having, the giveaway for the Tarasenko pop Funko pop figure and the uh, t-shirt, the retire 44 uh, let's go blues radio t-shirt. So if you have not entered that contest, go on our Twitter account at LGB radio, uh, like retweets, and then follow the show's account. And you'll uh, like retweet that particular tweet that we tweeted out about the contest. We got it pinned on our account and you'll be entered. And we'll announce a random winner on Saturday during the game. Real quick, do you have an opinion on the All Star jerseys? I don't. I hate them. You hate them. The great. The. Do you, what do you think? I like the the concept going with using the, logos. the actual team logo. I like the concept with, too with the the home team's uh, color motifs. Yeah, I I like the concept, but San Jose is it's it's a it seems like. The the shark's color scheme is very you love it or you hate it. Is it even color? Uh, it's it's black. Scale. There's teal though. Teal's involved. Let me pull them up again. I'm look. Okay, when I saw, where it's all grayscale jerseys. Yeah, there's no teal in them. I don't see any teal. Yeah, inside collar. Inside collar. It's it's a key detail in this this NHL, yeah. The the rest of it, yeah. I do not like that it's it's strictly grayscale, but at the same time, you're not going to force other teams. You're not going to force the iconic Montreal Canadiens or Detroit Red Wings or Chicago Blackhawks logo into a teal motif. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a. So what do they do? I, I mean, I haven't. I guess I just haven't paid much attention to the jersey. They're, they got the black and they got the white ones. Are they just? Are they switching jerseys then? Because is, is, is it always they, black against white then? They'd have to be, because they don't have like one team black, one team white, one team gray, one team right. Because you got the four divisions. One team twenty percent gray, one team forty percent gray. Uh, yeah. So I, that. I don't. I don't. I, I dig the idea the putting the logos on the jerseys. Uh, I don't dig the grayscale. I I don't like that at all. For every team, I don't. Uh, that's not my fan. A splash of color would be nice. Yeah, colors color is always good, especially know. for a product that's gonna go on TV. Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> Seems like watching the watching the game back in my. Bedroom when I was a kid, a little little small black and white four inch portable Bentley TV, black and white with antenna. Mm-hmm. I at least had a thirteen inch TV. You had a four I had a thirteen inch TV, but before that, I had a small little portable one that I could mm. carry around with me, which was kind of cool at the time to carry a TV around. Come on, back in what was it nineteen? Probably like eighty eight, eighty nine. I had that little thing to carry a TV around with you. That was a big deal. I watched the Mark McGuire 60th home run on a handheld TV. Wow. And yeah, it was black and white. It's high tech though. Oh, it was 
completely high tech. <laughs> no idea how I came across that, but we're gonna wrap this up in an hour and a half. We are an not hour, even yeah, hour and like ten minutes. Hour and ten. Yeah, that's beauty. God, thank God Jeff's not here. <laughs> <laughs> He's the anchor. We He's... love you, Jeff. Uh, oh, I guess that'll uh, that'll do. I, I could open the show up for some listeners, but I think we want to get going. Yeah, <laughs> you still gotta help your daughter with her homework. I do, right? I do, I do. So, <laughs> the new math. Yeah, new math. That, yeah, that's well, tough for kids. It's tough for me. <laughs> you were struggling pretty mightily. I, I had it down. <laughs> you know, it's hard. Is trying to, you know how to do something in your head and trying to explain it to a, a child how to do that. It's like impossible. It's like, you ever try and explain baseball, which you've been watching baseball your whole life and you think it's the simplest thing in the world. Mm. But when you actually try and explain like each play and what's happening, what's going on and why things happen the way they do and what players have to do in certain situations, you're like, this is a bitch to explain to somebody. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like me trying to understand cricket now. Yeah, we we actually interesting analogy there. <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Julie's cousin from uh, England came over, and uh, we we took him to a Cardinals game. Yeah, and we're like trying to explain why we think this is fun. Yeah, and people say, "Oh, yeah, you like cricket? It's not like baseball." No, the hell it is. No, it, no it the only the only the only similarity is that you 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 swing a stick at a ball. And uh, guys, try and catch it. That's yeah. it. That's there are no bowlers out there, though. There's no, you don't run the bases. You go back and forth. I think yeah. between those things, but that's yeah. it's, it's way different. No, it was it was yeah. It that the challenge of trying to explain baseball to a, a foreigner is yeah. is very interesting. And it's probably the same as explaining it to a child or anybody who hasn't has never seen it before. Because yeah. I mean, okay, well, if the ball is hit between these two areas uh, on the ground. It's okay, but then the guy can catch it here. It's out. It's not there. It doesn't matter. It's, it goes he in the stands. It in the air. Yeah. If it's or if it's he a goes to jail. If it hits the pole, it's fair. Right. But if it doesn't, it's if it hits the foul pole, it's fair. And if, baseball yeah. is such a nuanced game. And if you throw it to this bag before he gets there, he's out. But he has to be on the bag. And there's a force out versus a tag out. There's all kinds of weird. It's just hard. Baseball is a nuanced game. That is very boring. <laughs> or like trying to explain live TV when you mess with a DVR to a child. That's hard. First time I tried to do that, I'm like, that's it's hard to explain. Cause my my it, it's funny because if I'm watching live TV and when a kid who grows up on, on like Netflix or whatever and they're watching live TV and she's like, fast forward, Dad, fast forward. No, this is live TV. You can't fast forward. What do you mean you can't fast forward? It's, it's happening right now. You can't fast forward. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it to you. <laughs> There, there might be a two-second delay, but we can't, <laughs> we can't manipulate that. Sorry. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. For the MIA Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Enjoy that hope while it's here. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, 
There's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend. 